In the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, good job. You made it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I don't think that really that there is any other time of the year that we approach with such fevered anticipation of what it is supposed to look like. It's the songs that we sing, the decorations that we put out, the sweaters we wear, the cards that we send and receive, the parties that we go to and who we're going to see there, which church service that we go to, what we have for Christmas dinner, and how we unwrap the presents. Traditions are important to us at Christmas. When I was growing up, Opening presents in my house was an absolute melee. It was a bonanza. My sister, my brother, and I would rip into presents, and in 15 minutes we were neck deep in torn up wrapping paper. Uh, We'd probably clean it all up, and we might take a minute a little bit later on to see what the others had gotten. So my first Christmas with Amy's family, I was the new son-in-law, and my very generous in-laws had loaded me up, and I was ready to tear in, because that's how you did it, and I was horrified at how, as they slowly gathered up the presents from under the tree and neatly stacked each person's presents next to them. And then one by one, we went in a circle and each of us watched one person open one present. And I was, you know, I I was sitting there with a smile on my face, but inside I was like, what's wrong with you people? There's presents right there. It's not the way that I was used to doing it. In fact, it had never occurred to me that there was another way to do it. Now, I probably don't have to tell you that at our house now, since we've had kids, we do it Amy's way. But, um, <laughs> and, uh, and actually, I've come to love it, but it took a while because there is a lot of sentimentality with how we do Christmas. Now, I don't know if this is your story, but a lot of us kill ourselves just trying to make Christmas just right. Whatever just right is within our own family traditions. And when we get through it, (laughs) we're exhausted. I mean, because the sentimentality of Christmas traditions is exhausting. It's wonderful and expensive and pretty and wonderful and expensive and and, and, and when we get, we're going to look forward to it next year again, but it's exhausting. I mean, anybody else here just need a nap? I, I, and so tonight, I, I, I want to lift our eyes beyond the sentimentality of Christmas to the truth of Christmas. Now, I'm not discounting the sentimentality and the emotion. Those are, those are wonderful, and Christmas certainly is not less than that. But what makes the Christian story so life-giving is not that it's touching, not 
that it's tradition, not even that it's useful, but the Christian story is life-giving, and therefore the Christmas story is life-giving because it's true. And so I want to talk about the truth of Christmas, and specifically about the truth of the baby in the manger. Because who doesn't love a baby? Right? Nobody doesn't love a baby. Right? Everybody loves a baby. And because the story is so quaint and dear to us, I mean, poor, young, betrothed couple, no room in the end, swaddling clothes. I mean, it's just easy to look at your grandmother's sweet manger scene sitting on the piano and just stop right there. Because it's enough. But if we do stop right there, we will miss the true wonder and majesty and life of Christmas. So who exactly was this child? The incredible claim of Christmas, unique in all the world's religions, is that God Almighty creator of heaven and earth, created himself into the womb of a virgin and was born as a helpless child. Christmas is not saying that this was a human child who lived such an amazing life that he became a god or achieved godlike status. Christmas is not saying that God had a human baby. Christmas says of our one God, who is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that the eternally existent God the Son offered Himself into human flesh. Now, He did not cease to be fully God, but He became fully human, born the way that all human children are born. And so, lying in that manger, swaddled in a blanket, crying when he was hungry or when he was cold, capable of no more thought or speech than any other infant, was God, totally dependent upon the care of his peasant parents. Now, this might seem a little bit out of left field, but there's the, the, the zany 1997 movie, Men in Black. There's a cat named Orion. And hanging from Orion's collar is a little glass ball. It's beautiful, really. And in that little ball is an entire galaxy. And sometimes, if it's not irreverent, I think of Jesus that way. Especially at Christmas time. I mean, a baby, a beautiful baby, with unfathomable depth and richness and holiness on the inside. And yes, he's a human child needing to be fed and rocked to sleep. And yes, at least in one sense, behind those sleepy infant eyes is the mind that made up mathematics and mitochondria and sunsets and flamingos. And inside that soft little chest is the heart that is the origin of love and the heart which would break for the sins of the world. In fact, the heart that so loved the world that he gave himself. So I want to read to you a couple of passages of Scripture 
that talk about the glory and the majesty of Jesus Christ. And as I read them, I want you to picture the nativity scene. I want you to picture exhausted and grateful Mary, attended to by fearful and faithful Joseph, sheep and donkeys curious about their visitors, and in the context of that scene, focus your mind's eye especially on the baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a straw-filled manger. So picture the baby and hear from Colossians 1 that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him... All things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. In him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. From the letter to the Hebrews, still picturing the baby. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. And He upholds the universe by the word of His power. See, if we stop with the sweetness of the story and the sentimentality of the season, we will miss the explosive truth of Christmas. The baby in the major is the agent of all creation. That he is the perfect and visible expression of the invisible, almighty God. Or maybe even more amazing than that is that the God of the universe with great and loving intention would make himself small and helpless and mortal. And such is the wonder and the amazement of it all that angels would appear in the night sky just to sing the praises of God. But here's the thing. The incarnation of God is not just a theological curiosity. It matters. And it matters to you in your actual right now life. It matters in the midst of a pandemic that will not seem to go away. It matters in the strain of family relationships. It matters under the pressure of never quite measuring up. It matters in the face of loss or uncertainty. Because God came near. God came to us. The author of salvation wrote himself into our crazy and broken story. He came in the most unexpected way. He didn't come as a knight in shining armor, or as a superhero swooping in to save us from any harm or hardship. He came in a way that we could relate to. He came as one who needed to be cared for and loved. 
He came and experienced growing up. He experienced friendship and laughter and working for a living and seeing the sun rise over the lake. He came and experienced hardship and betrayal and disappointment and the loss of loved ones. He came to live a perfect life in a very imperfect world. He came to live a fully human life, but he never ceased to be fully God. And that's the message of Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us. God came for regular people like you and me. And I think that's why, actually, that we hear so much about the shepherds. Did you notice? The birth of God gets two verses. <laughs> the shepherds get 13 the angels didn't show up in, at the palace to tell the king. They showed up in a field to working men. The modern day equivalent would be that they didn't show up at the White House. They showed up at the Waffle House. Because lying in that manger is everyone's savior. The little lamb who would take away the sin of the world. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that we no more may die. God came near. And friends, he is still near. Divine power and love available to you for only a mustard seed of faith. I mean, if you ever have an aching heart or a guilty conscience, he is the wonderful counselor. When you're uncertain about the future, he is the mighty God. When you are in need of comfort and eternal hope, he is the everlasting father. If you find yourself uh, in your life or in your relationships in turmoil, he is the prince of peace. This child is for everyone. This child is for you. Mary had heard the promise of the angel. She had carried the miracle child for nine months. She heard the testimonies and the praises of the shepherds and their stories of how the angels of heaven had been singing about her baby boy. And what must she have thought as she heard all these incredible things and looked at her baby boy sleeping in the hay? Luke tells us that she treasured all these words. She pondered them in her heart. Now, friends, I hope that you get to enjoy all your favorite Christmas traditions and that you get to unwrap the presents the right way. <laughs> but I hope, more than anything, no matter what tradition gets disrupted, no matter who is not sitting at the table tomorrow for dinner, no matter what the news channels say about Omicron, no matter what, that you look upon that baby and treasure him in your heart. 
and know the life-giving truth that He is the Ancient of Days. The Word of God made flesh. The agent of all creation. The one whose Word holds all things together. He is your God. He is your Savior. He came because He loves you. He came to save you. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. And lying in a manger. Amen.